Oh, hey everyone. Hello and welcome back. Uh, this is Dominic Copeland, host of The Promised Land. Thank you for joining me once again. As I like to say, what better way to spend your day than in the spirit of growth and empowerment? The Promised Land, again, is about how to make a difference within yourself, others, and the world around you. It's about how to use your God-given gifts to realize the life you are meant to live. Your Promised Land. The fulfillment of the Promised Land is a journey, and the journey starts within you, through who you are and what you stand for. Now, my friends, there are seven principles you must achieve in order to realize the promise that God has instilled within you and provide yourself with a tomorrow that is better than today so that you can fulfill God's dream for not just you, but all of humanity. The seven principles are moral integrity, character, faith, self-empowerment, change, challenge, growth, all together, purpose and meaning, and then number seven, vision. Now I have gone through the first four principles, and if you are joining us, just joining us at this point in time, well, you can do what the uh, mama tomato told the little tomato that was lagging behind to do, catch up. Uh, now repeat after me. I believe in myself. Today is my day. God has made me great, and I accept that I can accomplish great things. Now, before I go into one of the most exciting principles of the promised land, change, challenge, growth, I would personally be remiss if I did not mention a situation that I dealt with over this past weekend. It was a situation which attested to the way of society and the absolute need for change, uh, which the promised land is set to bring. Not sure if I told you this or not before, but I coach youth sports, uh, especially youth football, where I'm currently vice president of our local league here. Uh, we were playing a game against another town, one that is down the pike a bit. We played them before, but over the years, uh, they just become a little bit different, especially this time. This time was a lot different than when we played them before. I don't think the time was different, but they were different. Now, the game personally started off as any other game. We lined up poised to do our best and represent our community and ourselves with pride, giving our all and our best. The other team, I would imagine, was out to do the same thing, but they did so in a much different way. I personally always taught my players to be aggressive, to overcome their fears, to fight through the adversity of the moment so you can rise to be something more than what you were before. I always teach my teams that winning sometimes isn't about the score itself. It's about how you play this game on and off the field. To me, football is a great representation of life if you play it the right way. And even when you don't, it's the struggle for disciplined effort over time that will move you forward in life. Sometimes it's gonna be inch by inch, sometimes a yard at a time. On a few, a few occasions on those sweet, very sweet moments, you get to make the big plays. Now it does feel good when you score and feel the, the roar of the crowd as they celebrate your efforts. Truly, it was the countless hours of work, struggle, failure and the many successes that you had along the way. All that work that you put in behind the scenes that allowed for the moment when the roar of the crowd would electrify the stadium. The other team that we played against sought their victory in a much different manner. It was, I guess, what you call old school football and re represented to me everything that many people say is wrong about the game. 
It was brutal and it was somewhat archaic. Now don't get me wrong, they were a well-practiced team, but they did things that were unnecessary and in the end could get themselves or other kids seriously hurt. I teach my kids to make a good play, just like they do here at the high school, Beverly High School. It's not about the big hit and taking the other play out of the game. It's about making a good play for the team. Making that good tackle, that good play on the ball. And just like you play on football, that's how you play in the game of life. You know, without trying to injure or maim others. We as a society cannot accept winning at all costs because in the end it is humanity that loses because what has made us humane no longer exists. And instead we have sacrificed humanity for adulation for a few cheers, for the score on a board, and in life maybe for some financial gain. Now many coaches will move forward in their coach Vince Lombardi, uh, one of the all-time uh, winningest leaders in the NFL, one of the greatest coaches that ever coached the game. And he said at that point in time, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. And people interpret that as meaning that no matter what it takes or what you have to do, the win is the only thing that matters. <laughs> but they forget, however, what Vince Lombardi went on to later say and lament uh, later on in his life. He said that he wished he had never even said the quote. And he never meant for people to win by crushing morality and crushing human values. That was never the goal. The team we played against on that Sunday failed to get the true meaning of the game. It was never about winning at all costs. In the end, to me, that is losing. If I have to personally win by hurting people in life, by hurting others and putting them down, then personally, I would rather fall on my sword. I tell my guys, we win like champions, we practice like champions, and we even lose like champions. We keep our heads held high, we focus on what we need to fix, and put in the work to get better each and every day. If you can instill that type of morality into a child, then my friend, you have won, no matter the score on the board. Abraham Lincoln once said, am I not destroying my enemies when I make friends of them? There are other more productive and fruitful ways to win in this game called life. I personally see a stream of brutality that has seeped into the consciousness of our society. Violence, although not acceptable, has become commonplace in our society, from video games to movies to real life events. There are no laws, no rules or regulations that will effectively allow us to change the consciousness of our society, to switch off that violent switch. No, my friends, you and me, we must decide that if we stand together and take a stance, starting in little places like on a Sunday afternoon game at Hurd Stadium in a city called Beverly, Massachusetts, where a game was played not through the use of force and brutality, but instead with passion and respect for the game and the other human being across from you. Then my friends, we've made a true difference. The founding principle of the promised land is moral integrity, which is the foundation of all civilized life. If we start here with our children, if we teach them right, if we instill with them a, a new consciousness, we're not predicated on violence and winning at all costs, but passion for making a difference within yourself, others, and the world around you. Do we not put an end to violence? Well, for the time being, like Forrest Gump, 
That's all I have to say about that. Let's go on today's exciting principle, my friends. Change, challenge, growth. Today's principle is a mind-blowing concept that will completely change your life if you're able and willing to open yourself to it. I'm excited for you because today I get to show you how to bend reality itself and create a whole new reality, a whole new existence for yourself, others, and the world around you. So change itself is about becoming. And whether you know this or not, we are always in a constant state of change. But unfortunately, rarely do we dictate exactly how we change. Instead, we just leave it to chance and allow ourselves to be victims of circumstance. Instead of utilizing those adversities that we stand before to realize the greater part of ourselves and fulfill our promise. To be Invictus, the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. And before I go any further, I want to make sure you understand that I'm very excited for you right now. And thank you for continuing this far up the mountain, because this chapter alone is a truly transformational experience. My friends, you're in the process of embarking on perhaps the greatest journey of your life, one that will last you a lifetime as you continue to embrace change and give yourself the power to dictate who you desire to be, as well as what you desire to accomplish in life. You are the grand designer of your life. And God has been waiting for you to awaken to that reality and seize the endless possibilities that lie before you. So let's continue up the mountain. I can start to see the top from here. As Dr. King said, we will get to the promised land. So let's do it together. In the movie, The Matrix, and if you've been watching, you know, it's one of my favorite movies or trilogies of all times. There's this uh, dramatic scene towards the end of the first movie. Not only is it dramatic, but somewhat scary because it symbolizes an aspect of change in life that we fear or worry about most. You see, Neo, he's the hero of the story. He's fleeing from the, the bad guys, the agents. These are the guys that keep the system in check and regulate any renegade activity. Now, these agents, they're, they're powerful and no one's been able to stop any of them. And Neo has three of them chasing him. So Neo, he's fleeing for his very life. He's going down streets, around corners, upstairs, through apartment complexes, and the entire time the agents are right behind him. Neo has to get to an exit phone so he can get out of the matrix and save his life. Now he runs into another building. He rushes up the stairs and manages to slip by the agents. And just down the hall is his saving grace. You can hear it. It's a room with a ringing phone waiting to take him to safety. And this is after he's already begun to believe in himself, to believe in the power within himself. He's already begun to see what he's capable of accomplishing. And he's already accomplished some great feats. So everyone around him believes that he is the one. He's the one that can take them to salvation, that can save them, that can show them a better way. So Neo gets to the door. He pulls the door open and he takes a step forward towards freedom. Now he's relieved, you can see he's happy. And then boom! Just like in real life, my friends, there's one more obstacle waiting for him. An agent shooting Neo, the hero of our story, the one, point blank, and then continues to do so 11 more times, killing him. It's a sad moment to say the least. All the main characters who believed in Neo are shocked. 
they're in absolute disbelief because their faith has been proven false. But it turns out that it may not be the end. Another character, Trinity, who is in love with Neo, as he lays dead, tells him that she's not afraid anymore and that she loves him. And just like that, it sparks Neo back to life. And as he rises to seize the moment, like the phoenix risen from the grave, Neo rises to the shock of the three agents who again start to shoot at him. But this time he does not try to dodge the bullets. Not like he did before. He does not try to, he does not get shot either. Instead, he turns towards the agents, towards those flying bullets, and he says simply, no. Then he puts his hand up and stops a barrage of bullets in midair. When he was ready, he did not have to dodge the bullets. He stopped them altogether. And my friends, you can do the same with the obstacles in your life. You see, often as we overcome adversity, it's not the world that changes, but it is us and our relation to the world. We start to become more than what we were before, more capable of handling the adversity that previously was just too much for us. Eventually, if we continue forward, we grow to such a degree that our former selves cease to exist. We become someone new, something different, like the phoenix that has risen. And in essence, who we were before must cease to exist, must in essence die in a sense to make way for who we have become. Now, this is one of the scariest aspects of change. It is the unknown, losing what we had previously, losing who we were and what we were used to, shedding the things that held us back and did not allow us to grow. Sometimes it's the habits we had, sometimes it's our attitudes, sometimes it's our emotions, sometimes it's the people around us. And sometimes it may just feel like you're losing everything. Usually in the process of change and becoming, there's what we call a stripping away process. It's like the old glass is half empty example. Usually for us, our glass is full. It's overflowing of who we currently are and what we currently do and what we currently have. Most times we do not allow for change. We don't make room for it in our lives. But change, my friends, is an instrumental aspect of life. Just like DNA is to your body, change is to life. It's essential. It's a building block. Often there has to be room made for change to occur. Therefore, we have to lose some of what was filling up our cup so we can make room for change in our lives. But still many of us do not currently allow for that room that we need or plan to change. We pack our lives to the brim of things that often don't matter that much. So then comes in the next aspect of change, challenge. Since and even when we do not make room for change, often it's the challenges that we are presented that allow us to make room for that change. These challenges are the stripping away process that allow us to get out of our comfort zone, that create the moments of necessity, that challenge us to rise, to meet the standard of the moment. Now, like me before, you may have been afraid of change and what comes along with it. The process of having what you have known stripped away from you, all your comfort taken away, all the things that you loved and enjoyed, gone. It's scary. It's painful. And it's often just not a fun process at all. And even worse, in the place of what we have known before and what we were comfortable with, we may now be presented with what seems like 
just these endless adversities, these challenges that are just too much for us to overcome. My friends, change is not easy to embrace in the beginning. But once you can do it, once you can open yourself up to the chaos that comes along with adversity, knowing that at some point you'll be able to manage the chaos, then you open yourself up to the greatest godlike potential we have been entrusted with. The ability to manage chaos, to take something chaotic and turn it into something orderly and meaningful. To take the madness of raw energy and direct that madness towards a definite aim. So whether it be challenging times, the events of our life, or the raging of our own emotions, if you can, in the raging waves of the ocean, find focus and stability within yourself, to see clear through the madness, then my friends, you have in fact an effect may calm the seas. Your poise, even in the most difficult of times, will be an unshakable power that will allow you to simply bend reality. Through finding focus and stability within yourself, the seas themselves may not change, but your ability to deal with the adversity has changed. Now you can see through the turmoil and the chaos to realize the inherent opportunities that are being presented to you. For everyday adversity brings with it even greater everyday opportunities. In overcoming the seas, you have overcome yourself, your own fears and disbeliefs. You have become, my friends, Invictus, the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. And now the seas will no longer sway against you but in your favor, because you understand how to utilize it, how to utilize the swaying, the ups and downs to your advantage. And in doing this, you have unlocked the promise within yourself, a great power allowing you to be unstoppable because of the higher sense of consciousness that you now have. When you can transcend adversity, like Jesus said, you have risen above the earth risen above all lack and limitation, existing beyond all boundaries. Your thoughts, your beliefs create a new reality. And if you have followed all the steps, you will also realize the promised land. Now you may ask, Dom, how can we transcend adversity? Well, it's simple, really. During the last principle, self-empowerment, I told you that it's the questions that drive us. And those questions not only drive us, but to a degree, they're going to determine the quality of our lives. If we want to be empowered within our lives, then we have to ask ourselves empowering questions, questions that will drive us to seek worthwhile and meaningful answers instead of questions that will drag us down and pull us into misery. So when adversity strikes, you ask yourself, what is the opportunity in this? What is the lesson here for me to be learned? What can I take from this? in a positive manner and use to better grow or challenge myself going forward? What is it that God wants me to understand from this situation? How can I become better because of this than I was before? And often when I go through challenges, I'll say to myself, because of this, I'm gonna be better tomorrow than I was today. So even in the toughest and worst of situations, there are positive and uplifting lessons or opportunities that we can use to make a difference for the better instead of what we do most of the time when adversity strikes. What do we say? We all know what we say. What is it that you say? You know, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through this? 
this is nonsense, this is bull, no, this is unacceptable. And we complain and we cry, we complain ourselves right out of the opportunities that are laying right there before us because we refuse to grow. But if you can change that mentality, embrace it, you can make a great difference in yourself. And no, it's not always easy. It's hard to see, as they say, the silver lining uh, behind the clouds. It truly is a reconditioning process where a step at a time, like a blind man gaining sight, you're teaching yourself to see. And you may say, well, Dom, I I've been able to see all my life. Yes, but you saw all the wrong things. You saw the trouble and the turmoil. You saw the problems. You saw the defeats and you accepted it. You saw the challenges and you may have quit. I am teaching you to, see, to have a new sight, to see beyond what is there, beyond what others see, and look to the truth, the truth of the matter, to see your reality a whole new way. Now instead, where you had nothing but problems, you'll see nothing but opportunities, opportunities for you to grow. Therefore, you want from change through the challenges that you encounter in your life, which allow you to, or at times, force you to grow. And we put that together and we have change, challenge, growth. Often we change through the challenges that we go through, which allow us to grow. Now, if we can start to determine how we desire to grow, God will start to put before us those challenges that will spark the changes within us. Those changes that we need to accomplish the growth that we desire. My friends, it all starts with you. This is life, friends. It's a key to unlocking one of life's greatest mysteries. I'm giving you a key here, and if you can use it, you can unlock one of the greatest mysteries to being successful within your life, to making a great difference. Brendan Bouchard, he's the author of The Millionaire Messenger, as well as uh, Life's Golden Ticket. And he keeps producing, and he has an ongoing series of books. I was reading his book, Millionaire Messenger, and he stated something in it that I found very relevant. And this is what he said. He said, people around the world are unsure of how to cope with the changes they are experiencing in both their personal and professional lives. They don't know what to do, and they don't know where to turn for help. They feel lost amid all the insanity, unsure how to find their place or their potential. And this turmoil is amplified because there are few role models available to help people cope, understand, and get ahead. Now, we are not done here. We're not done with the chapter one change, challenge, growth. We're just getting started. And the next time, I'm going to blow your mind even more and allow you to start using that new site that we're building. This is truly going to change your life, my friends. Embrace it. Utilize it. Get out there and exp have experience with it. Turn it into wisdom so that I can truly grow and enlighten you. So join me next time. And until then, God bless and keep believing.